This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. We're back. Uh, we took a week off. I think last week we were, you know, the whole coronavirus thing was going nuts and we were trying to figure out what what, what the CDC was going to suggest we do. And uh, so I think we took a week off last week, but we're back. I think we should be okay for now, but, you know, if they if they cause us to stay in. No, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We're essential. Churches are essential. Oh, but is our podcast essential? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, you know, last week was overwhelming to us in a lot of ways. And so it wasn't even so much that what the CDC, but, uh, you know, just here at Grace trying to figure out how do we do church online, that whole process. It was it was very involved, took a lot of time. And so we kind of took off, took a week off from the from the podcast just to. Uh, whatever, but we'll we'll the podcast will continue either way. I mean, even if we have to zoom it in or something, we'll figure it out. We'll do it. And we're actually currently we're six feet apart. We are, but we could we could literally Johnny. We we have the ability to to do this in a way where Johnny's at his house doing it, and I'm at my house, and there's there's ways. We're gonna make it happen. We'll make it happen. There we go. Well, cool. So we are on episode sixty nine. Uh, we're not in the final days of Jesus anymore. Well, we are. Uh, we we're took gonna a break. Be back in it this we're coming, coming Sunday. Back. Good. Yeah. I was, was going to ask you because it was just a one week break, kind of a, assess and, and address the uh, the, the corona thing. Yeah. And yeah. Now we're going back into the life of Jesus, the final days. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if you want to talk about it, John, so this week's sermon was a little different. Yep. Um, why did you decide to to go uh, <laughs> Corona on us? Uh, yeah, I feel like we should break into a Corona commercial, like a, we get <laughs> right? some lime or something. I or, don't know. Or, or my lemon. Corona. Is it lemon or lime? I don't even know. I think it's a lime. You put a lime in Corona? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I don't know Actually, why Johnny I know, knows that. I know that. so. I, I, I know so. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Uh, we're going to have to talk later, but, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, I mean, it's just, it's, this has turned our, our, uh, our society upside down in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a significant, uh, thing that's happening in our culture. Uh, everything's changing around us. And I especially think of older people who maybe they don't like tech technology so much. And now the technology is kind of being forced on them. Um, you know, just a, a lot of things are, are happening where we're for people who are, who don't need a lot of social interaction. They might even think this is kind of nice, but uh, for me, um, this is not, this is not, I like social interaction on some level. And so, so anyways, but obviously it's, it's, um, Everything's changing around us. And so I just want to stop and say, hey, there are things that are not changing. And uh, and Jesus is is one of those things. And so I just wanted to kind of refocus everybody and say, look, I know I know it's a crazy environment. Things are happening. Um, but there are things that are not changing that we need to hang on to and that remain the same. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I think where people, you know, any like just any business or anything, any you know, entity, not church stuff, but just anything will always change stuff. You, if you're not changing things, you're, if you're not moving forward, then you're You're going to die. You're going to die. And I think it's one of those things where it's good to, to know as, you know, it's okay. Change is good, you know, and even though some, some change is good. Some change is good. And you know, I'm the, I'm, you know, Gen Xer. So I'm a little, I'm 44. Nobody even knows who Gen Xers are. Yeah. We're the the lost. That's the okay boomer. You know, like the the millennials are okay boomer. It's like, I ain't a boomer, man. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Those guys are old, right? Ouch. Ouch. That's my parents. My parents are boomers. So I'm allowed to say that. All are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But anyways, I think the point is like, you know, I still kind of resist a little bit of of change in some ways, but it's good to embrace it because it is 
there are always good things for the most part. That, that, there should that come be, yeah. Change. We should be able to, to draw good things from it. And, and sometimes it shakes us out of our complacency and, and things like that. I think that's important. So this could be a good thing. So um, obviously this is, uh, we're in the Corona age. I think you've talked about that before, uh, even in your sermon and, and, uh, we, and whatnot. We really, I hate that name, Corona. COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19. Okay, we'll go with that. Corona. I know. Corona. I know. Corona actually hates that name because it's hurt them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, I don't know. I don't know if it's hurt them or not. You know. No. No. In some ways, but I think their sales are down. Actually. Are they really? Yeah. Because people people think yeah that somehow that's, it's that's connected. Some psychological thing. I'm yeah, sure. I guess so. That's weird. Um. I mean, if I was a beer buyer, a beer I would buyer. probably buy Corona just because. Just be, yeah, to, to be that guy. Yeah, I would the be rebel. that guy. Yeah, I that's how that John. Guy. That's how John rolls. He's a. But you'd have to figure out what to put in it. And it, it's a lime. Yeah, John. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't know whether to put a lemon or a lime. Yeah, I'd exactly. have to go back and watch some commercials or something. Exactly. Um, but you know, you you in your sermon, just get back to your sermon or getting to your sermon. You talked about. You asked a question. You know, hey, what if your friends ask you if God is good? Why would He allow this to happen? Yeah. Well, you didn't really answer it. Well, no. And, and I was going to ask you, can you answer it now, John? Can I answer it now? Uh, you know, you know what's interesting is we have this view. I'm not going to totally answer it, but, but I'll, I'll in part answer it. Um, I didn't answer it because that wasn't the point of the sermon. Um, but it is, it is a question I think that people will ask. Like, you know, well, if, there's, if, there's, if God's good, why, why would he allow things like coronavirus or, or the flu epidemic of 1918 or, or you know, all these other epidemics and pan- pandemics plagues or that, sin plagues or, you know, or all that about kind of God. stuff? Yeah. But I think, you, I think you read through the Old Testament, and this has been something that, um, that I think has, is I've had a little bit of a conviction about is that I think we underestimate the ways in which God works in our political systems in our cultures that I think God does use not only nations and politics, but also plagues, uh, sicknesses. And I'm not saying this is a plague. I'm not calling it a plague. I'm just saying that I think God does use those things sometimes to accomplish his purposes. And with Israel, it was often judgment. It was a judgment upon Israel or another nation, you know, Edom or somebody else uh, around Israel, uh, some other country, Babylon, whoever, uh, the Assyrians. But there would be judgment taking place and he would use one nation to judge another. He used sicknesses and diseases and and other things to judge other to judge people and i'm not saying that corona the coronavirus is a judgment per se but i do think that god can and will use it uh, for his glory and part of that is um is how the church responds how we respond to it how we think about it how we process through it um whatever whatever his purposes are they're they're bigger than than us Mm -hmm. and i think that's what we sometimes miss and so i think i think one way of answering it is is god is at work in the midst of it and what we will find i think when we come through this is that we will see that god has used it in some really significant ways um and and that i hope and i pray that the church responds in really good and positive ways um in the midst of this and becomes you know that the church's light the light of jesus shines in the churches and in our communities brighter because of the difficulty and the darkness that that is around us, you know, it's it's, a, it's almost like it's almost like I'm hearing you say, John, that God is more concerned with the end game, the end result, more than you know, heaven, eternity, all that kind of stuff. Um, at least that's what I think. Maybe you're yeah. not saying that, but what I'm what I kind of think too is, no matter what, you know, we we cling so much to this life and the things of this life, and I mean, honestly, we do that. And then when 
things began to shatter. We realized that the important thing is, is, isn't a, isn't a virus, isn't even the longevity of our life. It's really, uh, do you know Jesus, you know, and then the eternity. Well, I think that's a better way of putting it. I don't think the ends justify the means, but I do think, but I do think that sometimes we confuse what the means are and whether, you know, somebody getting sick from this or perhaps even dying or um, knowing somebody who gets sick and dies or, or whatever, or how this affects our culture, you know, what we see the physical aspect of it and we kind of see that as this, this almost evil. Um, but God might look at it and go, well, yeah, but it, it drew that person to me. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they passed away or maybe they got really sick, but but it impacted their soul, which is far more important than their physical mm-hmm. well-being. And so I think, I think that, that when we think about God's desires and what God's ends are, the process isn't necessarily evil in and of itself in the sense that, in the sense that God can use it to accomplish things. And he's not nearly as concerned about uh, how long we live as we are. Yeah, He's it, more it, concerned about mm-hmm. how long our soul lives and where it lives for eternity. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you were saying. Exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, I think... We do get so caught up with this this temporal thing, yeah. this vapor of a life that we live, you know, the mist that's here today and gone tomorrow. And it seems like it's long to us, but really it's not. And I, I think for for us to have that mentality of, you know, I think every you know, once we're in heaven and we look back and we go, nothing on earth mattered. I didn't care about anything. I'm just glad I'm here. It didn't right. really, I didn't, I don't miss anything. I don't long for anything there. I mean, this. I'm here for eternity and that little mist of earth was not worth me even worrying about, you know, yeah. and remembering or longing for. So anyways, um, yeah, you know, as we think about having answers for people, you know, they're going to be asking whatnot. Yeah. It's okay not to have the answers, right? To some degree. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give too much permission on that though, because I, what does first Peter three fifteen say? Be ready, have an answer. So, so it's okay to not know everything. It's okay to go, you know, this might not be a satisfying answer. Yeah. Um, I, I often tell when it comes to the problem of evil, which is basically what we're dealing with, you know, why, why would God allow a, a virus like Corona or, you know, which isn't honestly on the grand scheme of things, isn't even that bad compared to some, some of the things that have, oh, yeah. uh, that have happened in history. But, but why would, nonetheless, why would God, why would God allow this? Why would, why would a good God allow that to happen? And, and I think we are commanded to have an answer. And I'll often tell people, look, you might not find this answer emotionally satisfying, um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good answer. And so, you know, and what I'm trying to get people to do is to really think through it as, as, a, as opposed to just feel through it. And go, and because it's a feeling, if some people will judge it based on their feelings, they'll go, well, I don't feel good about your answer. Therefore, it's not a good answer. It's like, well, no, it could be a good answer. You just don't like it. Mm-hmm. And and so I I don't. There's lots of things that are true that I don't particularly like either. Doesn't mean they're not true. Yeah. And so so a lot of times I'll try to prepare people for that. But we are commanded to have an answer um, to the best that we can. So is mm-hmm. it okay to say this might not be emotional? And it is okay to say you know I don't know, but I I don't think we should leave it there. You know we should probably ask permission. Okay, can I? can I think about this and then come back, come back to you? And most people will say yes. And then so go home, find an answer. Yeah. Come what, back. And I think the cool thing about that is, I mean, obviously you're not going to know everything and you're not gonna be able to answer everything perfectly. But I think what's cool about the most growth I've ever seen in my life is where I didn't know the answer and I sought it out and I, yeah, and I researched had to go find it. it. Yeah. And then you bring them back the answer, what you discovered and you learn, you learn and you yeah. grow. So it's, I think it's always good to, to be challenging yourself in that way. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to ask you, you talked about God using these things for good. You know, have you mm. seen any, any good come out of this, this, uh, virus that God is using? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think one of the, well, I mean, I don't know that it's come to total to a finish yet, but I think, I think one thing that is happening, I hope is happening. I pray is happening is that it is shaking, shaking up the church in a, in a positive way. And we are starting to go, we really need to be active in our faith. You know, church isn't just something we do on Sundays. It's not a hobby. This is an essential part of our life. Um, and not, I'm not just talking about my own faith. I'm talking about, I'm talking about sharing the gospel. I'm talking about accomplishing the mission that God has given us. Um, you know, live, if, if my faith is real, then it, it certainly should have, should be able to not only endure this, but even thrive in this. And we see throughout history, the church has really risen to the, te- risen to the occasion over and over again in situations like this. And so, so I hope that's what God is doing. And I think I've seen some of that for us. It's caused us to go in a new direction in how we do some things here at Grace. And we're still re, re- rethinking. We just got done with the staff meeting, a long one longer than normal, where we start to go on, okay, how do we do ministry in this context? Well, how is it, how is it changing what we're doing and how we're doing it? And, uh, and we're really trying to reevaluate what that means for us, the church. And, and we want to be a light. We want to shine brightly in this time. And so that means it's going to require the church, everybody to engage in a way that maybe we've gotten comfortable not engaging. And so I think that's one of the good things that's going to come out of this. I hope and I pray, and, and, and I think I've begun to see that, but I, I, I pray even more that that'll be the case. Anything else, anything else you've, you've seen that's good? I think you see people um, like loving, looking beyond themselves, yeah. um, trying to help and care for others, even people not in the church. It, it's almost like a, any post-crisis thing. It kind of unites us in some ways. I think people have a desire to help others. And I think that's, that's good. And I think we'll see that. Um, you know, I don't know of any individual cat, like I don't know anybody personally who has Corona. I know people who know people mm-hmm. that, that would probably change in the next week or two. You know, there's probably going to be people I know that come that, that test positive for Corona. Actually, sometimes I think I might've had it in January, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I don't know. I, I haven't like been touched with that, but I, I tell you what I've seen. Yeah, I guess I could say this. I've seen some people be generous in some really amazing, significant ways. Um, and I don't want to get into details of those, but, but I've seen that already for sure. Johnny, in your sermon, you talked about the importance of, as we're kind of moving through this, this situation, the importance of putting Christ first and having that relationship. And you just even mentioned just now, um, the importance of, um, you know, as the good stuff that's coming out, we're, we're taking our, our relationship with him a little bit more seriously. Uh, why is that so important? And um, how do we seize that, like in this moment, that, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, Jesus said, you know, don't be afraid of, he actually personified it. He said, don't be afraid of he who can kill the body, mm-hmm. but rather the one who can kill the soul. Our body, this body's temporary. It's what we have for now. Um, until we, until, you know, we get a glorified body. Paul talks about that in first Corinthians 15. I think we underestimate the importance of that. We get so focused on this life and thriving in this life and flourishing in this life. And, and we don't focus nearly enough on the next life, on, on, on eternity with God, on the new heavens and new earth. And I, and I think that, um, I think that's really important for us to do is to be able to focus beyond this and into the next. And so I, th- I guess, um, 
you know, when it comes down, when it comes down to our own importance, and this is one of the reasons I think that you look at throughout history and, and whether you're talking about the, you know, black death, or you're talking about, uh, the various plagues and sicknesses throughout the centuries. Um, as a matter of fact, Breakpoint did a, did a good podcast on this the other day and they talked about, they had a, a, a professor of, of history who talked about this and the Christians at their own risk would go into a situation knowing that they could get infected, get sick and die. It, they, it wasn't, they didn't have some belief that they were not going to get sick. They just were willing to risk it. And so they would go into situations, minister to the, to the poor. Rodney Stark talks about this in his book, Rise, the rise of Christianity. And he talks about, they would go into it and just provide basic needs. Even before they they didn't understand how things spread. They just knew that they did. They knew they could get sick, but they went in and they provided basic needs. They got them food. They got them water. They kept them clean. They get, you know, just basic nursing type needs, super basic stuff. And it probably saved many from dying. And, and, and it was also where Christianity spread because they understood, yes, I might get sick, but if I pass, there is an eternal life that is waiting me. Well, that's, for me. And that's impacting when, when you're sick and somebody comes to you yeah. in the name of Christ. Yeah. That impacts the person who's being absolutely ministered to. Absolutely. And, and so I think Jesus's words in Matthew 10 are important where, where he says, you know, don't be afraid of you who can kill a body. Be afraid of the one who can kill a soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. We, we ought to, we ought to take heed uh, to those words. So John, obviously you're talking about running into towards crisis, you know, um, yeah. these, these believers that did that. Yeah. Um, what does that look like in this situation? Yeah, this is really hard, right? Because we have this this situation where we're supposed to be social, di- or uh, was it called social distancing? I don't know why I can't is social, that social distancing. Social yeah, I distancing. Yeah, I think I keep saying isolation. Yeah. distancing. House arrest. Yeah, you're like Paul, the House Apostle arrest. Paul. I don't think it's the same there, John. I I, I think it's pretty much the same. Are you saying your wife's like a Roman Roman guard? Uh, guard? Yeah. Have you met my wife? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Of course she's not. Of course um, she's anyways. not. Good. Well played. Well played. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Listen. Listen. It's hard because we're supposed to keep distance, but but that's for the sake of the other person and not for our own sake, right? And so I think we do need to recognize that there might be an opportunity or a time when, especially certain people, for this, you know, might say, you know what, for my own sake, I'm not going to keep distance because there's somebody sick and I'm going to go minister to them. That there, that could be possibility, but then they're going to have to keep distance from everyone else. For, mm-hmm. for the sake of everyone else, right? And so um, I, don't, I don't know how that looks exactly. Um, we have doctors and nurses who are, who are, you know, doing everything they can medically to help people and we should trust them. But, you know, are things going to become overwhelming for, the, for the, the medical community? It could be. could be that there, there are some things like that coming down the road. I, we should not be frivolous, I don't think. And... Um, you know, start, I don't know, uh, you know, going and just completely ignoring everything. And I have a hard time with some, some of the rules and different things, but, um, but that doesn't mean I go out and put, put others at risk. And so there is that side of things, but I do think, I, I do think that, um, but that we need to be willing. What, what can we do? We can go grocery shopping for somebody. We can pick up prescriptions for somebody, especially if they're more susceptible. We can, we can be wise about who we're in contact with. If, if we think that we might be infected, then we ought to avoid, especially those who uh, are really susceptible. But we should, you know, th- th- that can be a positive thing. But there are going to be some things. We're, we're doing, uh, we're going to talk about it on Sunday. We're going to do uh, a little food drive for the Action Center here in Lakewood. And, um, 
you know, they, they're in need of cereal and, and, and pasta and stuff. And so we're going to do a little food drive. That's one thing we can do. Um, there's a, there's going to be a lot of different things that through this, we can be generous with our finances. That's certainly part of it. Um, but, but there's going to be some other, other ways that, that maybe we have to take risks. If you're a business owner and you can manage to pay your employees a little longer and keep them working a little longer, you should do that. Um, you know, those kinds of things. So I, I don't know what all it's going to look like. I think we're still kind of waiting. I think in the next couple of weeks, it's really going to, we're going to figure stuff out. You know, uh, these, these, these types of, of quote unquote crises and stuff where it, it really shakes up our foundation a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's so, you know, you hear the, the story in the Bible talks about, you know, built the wise man builds their house on the rock yeah, yeah. and uh, not on the sands. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes as believers, you know, and then people who aren't obviously in the church who definitely don't build their house on the rock of Christ. Right, right. But even sometimes as believers, we don't build everything on the rock. You know, right. we build some stuff on the sand. Right. And, you know, the the, the, the times of uncertainty come and, and we become very nervous. Um, how, I mean, how, I've kind of talked about this a little bit, but how important and how do we build our house, like build everything mm-hmm. on the rock? And then when, yeah. when things are shifting and, and things are, are uncertain, you know, it, should we be kind of evaluating how we're building, you know, essentially? Oh, 100%. I think that that, that is the thing, you know, and that's that the point, part of the point of, of Sunday's message is to remind people the church's mission hasn't changed in 2,000 years. This isn't going to change it. Mm-hmm. We still have the same mission in the midst of it after it's over uh, four months ago. We still had the same mission. It was, it's the mission hasn't changed. And so and I think that's part of building your house on the rock. Right. Is, is going, man, everything's every we have to reevaluate everything. Is my job going to be there when I'm when this is all over? I don't know. Um, is, you know, is school going to look different? I don't know. Is could could all these my relationship with my neighbors and with those around me is is the social distancing going to have a longer lasting effect on how we interact in culture probably how do how do all those things can change our use of technology it's changing right in front of our eyes almost you know zoom is by day yeah i wish you would have bought in you know, stock with zoom <laughs> seriously yeah um that and Charmin, right but yeah right but, yeah. yeah whatever but it's it's literally changing everything mm. around us is changing right in right in front of us so what's the one thing that's not yeah jesus and that's the beauty honestly absolutely he's the same yesterday today and forever he never changes right and it's it, it's such a great you know that it, even in my own life you know um that certainty, the confidence that we yeah. have that Christ and the father and the spirit will always be yeah. the same, you know, and, uh, you always, yeah. you know, take care of us. Yeah. Politics, politics are changing. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know how this is going to affect everything, but man, our politics are going to change. It, it's everything's changing. So, so we got to cling on to the one thing that doesn't. You really do appreciate. Yeah. You really appreciate the one thing that never changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So I think, yeah, even my own life, you know, there's, there's things where you have to evaluate because if you don't like the, the shaking and the uncertainty of life. If you don't like the ups and the downs and so much, obviously you can't control them to a certain degree, but you could really control where you build, where you value, mm-hmm. where you, you know, place the most important thing in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and the things in your life, you build them on the relation, on the foundation of Christ. Yep. Then when the storms do come, you'll stand. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Hey, hey John, as we kind of wrap up, you know, I was going to ask you, um, you mentioned the mission hasn't changed. Yeah. Our core values here at Grace. You know, their uh, gospel impact, uh-huh. generosity, and growing in community. Uh-huh. In some ways, I mean, how do we how do we 
can we continue our our uh, our values? Can we still exercise these things even if the, in the midst of us not meeting together? You must. There you <laughs> it's go. It's not can we. Mm-hmm. You have to. Oh, excuse me. You have to. You're getting emotional, John. No, it's just, you know, I got this little <laughs> retainer thing I'm wearing and it kind of gets in the way sometimes. Mess, messes me up sometimes. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, you you have to. We've got to learn to live generously. We need each other to learn to live generously. And, and, and gener- generosity is an attitude. How can I help the person in front of me? How can I help the person next to me in, you know, in my neighborhood, yeah, uh, in my workplace? And and so you're not sitting next to them, but guess what? You're having Zoom meetings. You're interacting. There, there's ways. There's ways to have community. We just talked about this in our staff meeting. How do we... How do we as a church continue to foster community in our congregation when we're not able to see each other on Sundays? And and my hope and my desire is that this is this will this will be long that part will be long lasting past just you know the coronavirus thing that that some aspects of that will really um, last longer because we've gotten better at creating community with people. But so we have to find other ways to do it. Um, we need to grow in community together. We need gospel impact. This is a time when, when people's worlds start falling apart around them, they become spiritually open. Mm-hmm. And, and what a great opportunity. So those three things, right? They're looking we for have a rock. To do They're looking for a rock. They're looking for the rock yeah. to, to build their house on. And to because they realize, yeah. all, and literally, quite literally in some ways, people are going to lose their house mm-hmm. because of this. Yeah. They're going to lose their, their house. Okay, so now what? You know, what if I thought, I thought my, my foundation of my life was this house or this place I lived or whatever. And now that's gone. What's my foundation? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Right. So we have to have a gospel impact. We have to live generously. We have to be in community together. Um, and that, and that looks different that our life groups, most of them are, are almost, almost all of them are, are now doing zoom life groups. We're still, they're still meeting. They're, they're just still doing learning how to online. do that. Yeah. And some of them are still learning and we're going to get, we're going to get them all up to speed, but they have to, they need the, but we are social beings. God created us that way. And so we have to have that community. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we've got to figure out the way to do it. So absolutely not, not can we, but we must. Yeah. What about generosity? What about it? How's it look now? Well, there are some people, you know, a few things come to mind. Some people are, are really blessed and are able to give even in times like this, um, and, and and for the if you're one of those people, I would say, be generous, um, because people are gonna need it. But if you're not one of those people, you can still give from what you have. And I think of the story, you know, where the woman, you know, when it came time to, you know, to put it in our context, uh, you know, take offering, so to speak, and she put in the very last of what she had, and, and but it wasn't very much. It was just a little bit. And Jesus said that woman gives way more than these other people who have given so much out of their wealth. She's given out of her poverty. They've given out of their wealth. And so generosity isn't isn't about how much you give, but it's about giving. It's the heart it, behind it's, it. It's the heart behind mm-hmm. it, and and being generous with what you have. If you have little, be generous with the little you have. Um, if if it's not financial, but it's time, all of a sudden maybe you're going, man, maybe you even lost your job. But now you have time and that you can be generous with. I, I know there's and other things that you have to be concerned about, but so be generous with your time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got some gifts or some talents that people are going to need in this time and use them. Be generous yeah. with them. So whatever it is, uh, generosity needs, we need each other. And there are going to be people that need your gifts, your talents, your time and, and, and your treasure. John, so kind of wrapping it up, but 
there's some question. We I had a, a question from, from a listener from the past. The listener from from uh, what is future's that? I don't past. Know what that I don't means. know. It's just a, a, I'm a, ten minutes in the future. Somebody guy. somebody emailed us a question, yeah. and yeah. I was gonna I was gonna put it off until next week. Let's just yeah. go ahead and put it off until next week. But I was gonna put it out there to the people listening. So if you have questions, you know, especially in this weird uh, time, you know, that we're kind of going through. If you have questions about anything, uh, just so you know, always uh, email us at podcasts at gfol.org and we'll try to get to your questions but the question I have I'll, I'll just wait till next week but as we move on to additional resources I was going to ask you as you kind of bumped in there before we did that there's a lot of news coverage yeah. would you recommend any wisdom in um, researching resources or, or allowing certain resources to come into their to our lives yeah you know it's funny because I'm kind of a little bit of a news junkie a lot of times but in the last week or so I've watched very little um, I, I would, you have to have some lines of communication open just because, you know, governors and mayors and counties and are doing different things. Um, so you kind of have to pay attention to that, but, um, but I would limit that to just getting like announcements, you know, what, it, okay, what, what, what do I have to do now? Like avoid all the political, uh, stuff that's going on right now. I, I would avoid that. I think, I think, um, why is that normally you, you like political stuff? I do. And I, and I do think it's important, uh, because I just, uh, and part of it's, I'm convinced that a lot of the things that are being said, especially now are, um, and it's part of just the nature of politics. And I think politics really, uh, destroys people's hearts. Okay. Uh, the people that are in them a lot. And, and even in the midst of this, our politicians are, can't seem to come together. You know, they can't, they can't seem to go, here's what's best for our people. Let's do this. It's still about division. the politics of old. Can I win the next election? Can I maintain power? And I think, I just think I'm so disgusted by it. Um, and I'm not really picking a side here that I, I think to some degree, they're both, do, both sides are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it, it just hurts my heart. I think it, it's, it's hard on my heart Makes and you I angry. think it's hard on yeah. your heart. Um, so I think you just got to filter that. I would say pay attention a lot to the, the voices in your churches, your pastors, um, podcasts, a great podcast to listen to is Breakpoint. That's a really good one I like. And they, they address a lot of things that are going on with Corona. And you get kind of some news, but from a Christian perspective. And another one is Albert Muller has a, a podcast uh, that he puts out every day. It's called The Briefing and with Albert Muller and, um, or Al Muller. I don't know if he goes by Albert or Al in that. But anyways. Thanks, Albert. Is I, it Albert? I think so. Um, but he, he does a good job of talking mm-hmm. about the, the situation, but approaching it from a, a Christian worldview. And... Uh, and sometimes I even get a little tired of that one, to be honest with you, but, uh, but he's pretty good. And, and so I think some of those kinds of resources as you go through this are, are really, really helpful to be listening to those kinds of things, as opposed to just whatever's on CNN or Fox or MSNBC or NBC mm-hmm. or ABC or CBS. I don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah covering know, them all. All the, the alphabet people. Yeah. Um, any other resources you recommend besides? Well, so, no, just those. I just think kind of, for now, I, I you know it's hard to it's hard to come up with resources on something for, that's for just kind of yeah. yeah coronavirus. It's just there are some good ones actually. The gospel, I, I take that back. I'm not gospel coalition. Um, the Billy Graham Association. Ed Stetzer has been talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, there's been some different organizations. The, the I forget the organization on Saddleback Peace something uh, has 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 some good stuff out. So. Uh, you know, I, I would say just be paying attention to, to Watch organizations like that, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of Christian type organizations and what they're saying. Gotcha. So John, what's the big takeaway for this week? 
The big takeaway is this. We live on mission boldly and generously making a gospel impact as we grow in community together. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.